You're listening to your superpowered mind on the Superpower Up podcast, the show that investigates the innate power within your brain to create lasting change. Hello, everyone. Welcome to your superpowered mind. I'm Kristen Maxwell, and in this show, we explore the process of transformation and give you tools and strategies that you can use to change and transform your own life. Today, I am excited to be talking to Dr. Sarah Stebbins about finding resilience in the midst of change. And can you imagine why I would want to talk to her about right now (laughs) about change? Um, Dr. Stebbins has spent roughly 25 years studying change and acting as an organizational change management consultant whose clients include Fortune 500 companies, the federal government, colleges and universities, and companies in the nonprofit sector. She recently released a book, From Fire to Water, Moving Through Change, Six Elements for Personal Resiliency. And although Dr. Stebbins is primarily an organizational change person, I was really excited to talk to her because part of an organizational change comes down to the individual level And I am really curious about what we as individuals can do to adapt to all of the change that is just happening in our world right now. So Dr. Stebbins, welcome to your superpowered mind. Thank you, Kristen, so much. It's it's a pleasure to be here. I'm really, really looking forward to our conversation. Me too, me too. So I am curious, what superpower did you uncover as the result of mastering your mind? Well, it's a great question, and, and I have to laugh at the last phrase, mastering your mind. Um, uh, it is a journey rather than a destination, as I have mm-hmm. discovered from my own experience. So mind mastery is is something that I, I, I strive for and the people that I work with strive for. But I think that to answer your question, it's managing the mind-heart relationship. Uh, our, our mind is a phenomenal place. It really is. And if we have the logical side and we have the emotional side. And I think that for me, uh, it is, um, uh, I, I, can, I can manage the intelligence side, the logical side pretty well, but the emotional side takes a little bit more work as it does for most people. Yes. And so it is that, that, that mind, mind um, uh, heart relationship that uh, where I have placed my work, uh, personal work over the years, and certainly it is what comes up in my conversations with my coaching clients. So that's the big one. Yes. And, and, and in the context of change, what are the kinds of emotions that people face, whether it's a, even a good change mm-hmm. or a bad change, or, you know, where we've been obviously dealing with the pandemic and so many changes what kind of emotions are typical for people to go through? Well, I think, and, and I'm going to use the pandemic as an, ex, uh, as an example, uh, shock initially. Holy cow, what's going on? And, and because, the, you know, the shutdown with the pandemic literally happened overnight. And, 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 uh, and I, certainly I was in a state of shock. But I also think that, that when we move out of that initial of, you know, holy cow, what's going on? We can get in resistance. We can be in denial. We can uh, uh, experience frustration and anger. 
And actually, if you take a look at what has been going on in this country since for a year, we have seen all of those expressed. <laughs> yes. All of those feelings expressed. And I certainly have have experienced those feelings with my 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 coaching clients. So um, there's a whole plethora of feelings, and we've we have witnessed them, and I have certainly seen them. Yes, and we're all still witnessing them because, and I think this has been I just one of the things I'm noticing right now is it feels like there's not much we can necessarily count on externally right. around what what is happening with the pandemic. Yay, we have a vaccine. Oh, wait, maybe it won't work. Right. You know, right. yes, it will. Wait, no, there's a variant. Yes, right. things are opening. Oh, wait, no, they're not. <laughs> well, but what you're touching on, uh, Kristen, is a really important point. And that is, uh, uh, we don't know what normal is anymore, and we aren't going to know. And so the more we look outside of ourselves for what is normal, the more f- the, the frustration for ourselves is going to continue. The only thing we have control over is ourselves. The oh only gosh. thing. And, and yes. how we react to change, how we, how we are with ourselves, that's what we have control over. And, and, and I think that, that, uh, People who are afraid of stepping back and doing some deep self-reflection about what is going on with them in relation to the change, these are the folks that are going to continue to struggle with change, period, pandemic or whatever comes down the road. Oh, my gosh. You just said so much that I'm super excited to have you unpack for people. But we do need to take a break. And can you let people know Um where can they find you and your work and your new book? Absolutely. Uh, well, the book is available on Amazon. Uh, and uh, if you go to my website, www.thebetterchange.com, you'll learn more about me, uh, the work that I do, and uh, also um, take a look at my blog. I try to keep my blog current. I discuss these kinds of topics in my blog. And um, that's the best way to to get in touch with me. Great. Thanks. And we are going to be back um, in just a moment to talk more to Dr. Stebbins about finding resilience in the midst of change. So hang on. Hello, I'm Tonya Don Reckla, Executive Director of Superpower Experts and creator of the Superpower Network. Welcome and thank you for making us your go-to place for inspired content, training, and community. The network is so much more than a place for amazing content. It's step one on the path to unlock your superpowers. Listen to one episode daily on the Superpower Network and attune yourself to inspired conversations, higher vibrational living, and much, much more. In step two, you learn with us by watching one of our inspirational videos each week from the IM series. And when you're ready, come grow in community. Our superpower programs offer a unique experience for those ready to harness their superpowers to change themselves, their lives, and ultimately, the world. Go to superpowerexperts.com and take the next step on your path today. Welcome back, everyone, to your superpowered mind and to my conversation with Dr. Sarah Stebbins. So before we went on break, you you were saying that kind of the we don't know what normal is, and so we can't rely on what is happening outside of us anymore. Correct. And yes, and so we need to start looking 
inside ourselves for that own stability and peace. Yes. And that's a lovely idea. (laughs) And I have found in myself, how do you do that? (laughs) Where do you start with people? Well, (laughs) I'm going to, I am going to jump right to the six elements that I talk about in my book, because this is where we start. Uh, The six elements correspond to each letter in the word change. And the first one is C, which stands for candor. And in this instance, I'm talking about (laughs) self-honesty. When I work with my coaching clients, and certainly uh, I've discovered this in my own experience, when I'm having a difficult time, I just keep trying to plow through it without stopping and saying, asking myself, what's really going on here? Why is this so hard? Why am I struggling? Because it has to do with me and not with the situation. And I think the question that really brings my uh, coaching clients up short every time, and myself too, is what am I pretending not to know about this situation? Mm, (laughs) If I can can do a deep dive there, um, uh, I can find the answers that will help me move forward. H stands for inner hero. In other words, are we willing to take the risk to better ourselves? Uh, A stands for acceptance. What I find is whether we like the uh, change or not, accepting it takes less energy than resisting it. And if we can accept it, then that frees up the energy for us to move forward and make it work for us. N stands for nurture. If I don't take care of myself, change is way more difficult period. (laughs) Mm -hmm. G stands for gratitude, being thankful for what I do have rather than what I don't. Uh, Anytime a change is is popped on us, we go to catastrophic thinking and think dark thoughts about it when we really should be focusing on what hasn't changed and the goodness that we have in our lives. And E stands for engagement, staying connected with others. It is a typical response when a change hits us to want to withdraw, draw inside ourselves. And that works up to a point, but that sense of isolation can be, uh, it doesn't work long-term. And we're starting to see that with the pandemic, by the way. So staying connected with others in whatever way makes sense, staying engaged is really, really critical. So there you have it, the six elements. That's a lot right there. (laughs) And and so much there. Okay, so this self-honesty, you know, yeah, I love that idea. Like, why is this so hard? Yep. And what, what, what and I guess it's the sense of what am I making it mean? What am I making yes. this situation mean? Yes. Uh, yeah, about me yes. and about the world. Yeah. And what, and what kind of responses do you find that people are often coming? Is there like a typical sort of response? Like, I'm not going to survive or I can't make it or... I well, guess this is scary. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, you 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 hit it. Uh, uh, as I continue to explore that particular question, what am I, uh, what am I pretending not to know? What I find that underlying everything is fear, the loss of control. Uh, I've been. I a coaching client said to me that uh, uh, to this right after the pandemic started and we went through shutdown. I've I have totally lost control, Sarah. I, I, my, my wife is working at home. My kids are home. 
it is absolute chaos and I'm afraid I'm going to lose my grip. Yeah, it is. It's mostly yeah. fear based. And if we can get in touch with that fear and just be honest about it, then we're in a much better position to try and make other choices to help us overcome it. Yes. And it's so funny, even as you you said that, like getting to that realization of, yeah, I am afraid I am going to lose it. Yes. Exactly. It's almost freeing yeah. because it's like, oh, that's what's going on. Right. Yes. Right. Exactly. Exactly right. And that alone, that realization alone is very empowering. It is because, and as what's coming up for me, man, tell me where I'm wrong, is that you then, because I'm afraid I'm going to lose my grip. You, your brain starts going, well, well, no, you're not going to lose your grip. <laughs> yeah. You might you might be really mad and you might be really frustrated yep. and there are days where you can't take it, Yep. but that doesn't mean you're going to lose it. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Right. yeah. It's funny how the brain does that. It's like if we can admit to ourselves what we're afraid of, sometimes we even, you know, there's piece of us that still cling to that fear, but a part of us will start going, well, that's not true. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's when the logic brain starts to override this wonderful survival element that we have in our brain called the amygdala. The amygdala is this little almond-shaped thing that uh, will trigger the the the, the uh, fight or flight response when when we're feeling scared and, and and so on. And so the logical brain, to your point, will say, "Hey, well, no, wait a minute, you're not going to lose it." <laughs> Let's, right. let's let's figure something else out here. So there is that there is that interplay between between the, the logical brain and the amygdala trying to keep us from being emotionally hijacked. <laughs> right. Right. That's okay. So then with the hero, the inner hero, what did you mean about being willing to take risks? Well, what I have discovered, certainly in myself and in a lot of the coaching clients that I've worked with, um, the the reaction to whatever change was going on in their lives was so profound that they really had this innate fear that they could not make things better for themselves. Uh, they were absolutely paralyzed. And so the inner hero really relates to, you know, like what is one small step that I can take to change my, my condition and still feel safe about it, but yet it's a risk. It's all about taking risks to better ourselves. And if I take one small risk, then that leads, that moves me forward and leads me to the next one that might be a little bit bigger, but I'm feeling confident that I can do that and so on. Uh, so it, it is about personal risk-taking and, and uh, recognizing that um, our inner hero is always there. We just have to draw on it. Yeah. And so this is where I'm kind of curious, going back to, you know, the being within a team or an organization or a family, you mm -hmm. know, any sort of group, what kind of steps do people take? Like in the context of, say, an organization is really moving around or the family is changing. Is there an example of a kind of, of risk that a person might take? Uh yeah, that's a good question. Yes, I, I, I do think so. I think, for example, let's take a team. Let's take, yeah. or this could be a family unit too, for that matter. Uh, a person who 
recognizes that they have some fear about speaking up. And this is where the candor piece comes in, by the way. Mm-hmm. They might say, and I have coached my clients to do this, and they've had they've had success. You know, I have something to say to this group right now, and I'm not feeling totally safe. And I'm going to say it anyway. Mm. That levels the playing field because I'm being I I am willing to bet that everybody else in the group is feeling the same way, but they're waiting for someone to talk to speak up. Yes. And and what I have found with my coaching clients who have taken the risk to do that, they're looked at as a hero by the other people in the group. You know, so and so, you said what I was thinking. <laughs> yes. Uh, somehow I have put myself in that situation so many times. That's yeah. so funny. Yeah. I'm often the one who says things that nobody seems to want to say. Right. And I can't stop myself. No, that's true. <laughs> I couldn't stop myself. But <laughs> Well, don't. You're yeah. being your authentic self. And I encourage you to continue. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. It definitely causes, it feels like a risk, though, because you're like, oh, why didn't I just keep my mouth shut? Yes. But yes, yes you get if, the, oh, thank you for saying that. I Well, really, yeah. You, you know, um, I, I have had a recent experience, you know, for me, uh, I've been serving on a, on, on a committee and um, uh, the last report I had from some of the committee members is that I am considered the black sheep of the committee by the committee head uh-huh. <laughs> because I keep speaking my truth and I keep asking, asking questions that for clarity and so on. And, and if, if, if that's what it takes for me to be authentic, I embrace the label wholeheartedly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and there is a, there is a little bit of, um, I've had to um, step into owning that that is a little bit of my role sometimes. Absolutely. And that it's okay. Instead yeah. of, I spent many, many, many years beating myself up for it. Yep. So I, I'm right in there with you. Me too. Yeah. Not anymore. Uh-uh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's fun. Okay, so acceptance, like, so that's, this is what's going on. The way I see that is, and I know I've talked about this before for listeners who might have, is for me, uh, such a huge change in my own life Mm -hmm. was when I learned to say, okay, this situation is not what I would have picked, Mm -hmm. but it's happening. Yep. And I can see that I have a choice in how I'm going to respond. I can yep. sit here and complain right, and whine, or I can show up differently. Yep, exactly. You know, <laughs> I'll just share a funny story from the, uh, from my river trip. Uh, and this is what inspired this, this uh, uh, segment on acceptance. You know, we're going down the Colorado river. We are wet for days because we're going through these rapids. Well, on this one particular day, we had gone through some rapids. We were all soaked and a, uh, a squall suddenly um, uh, brew, brewed up over, over the canyon and it started to pour rain. And I, everybody was scrambling for their rain gear. Everybody was looking for their rain gear in the raft, including me. I mean, I, I had no idea where it was. And it suddenly occurred to me, why bother? We're already wet. And the rainwater is a heck of a lot warmer than the river water. <laughs> so uh-huh. I just settled back and enjoyed the warmth of the water and allowed it to wash some of the grit and grime off my body. Well, everybody else was scrambling around for their for their um, uh, 
for their rain gear and kind of missing out on an experience that I was having that they weren't. And so this is what led me to believe it's, it is a whole lot easier to accept it and say, okay, now how do, how, how do I either make it work for me or not make it work for me and, and make other choices? So you're to, to your point, you're absolutely right on. That's that. And this is what happened to me, you know, in, in, in uh, several times in my own life. So, yeah, uh, I think it's I think it's important to redirect that energy from fighting it to accepting it, saying, OK, this is what is now what? You know, and as we're talking about this is kind of interesting. The pandemic. Yep. I'm not sure I've accepted it yet. <laughs> We're a year into the shutdown. <laughs> what would acceptance of the pandemic actually look like? I can tell you what it what it looked like for me. Okay, I, I can't. You know, I can't speak for for other people. I mean, right. I uh, I can talk about my close circle of friends and 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 my colleagues. Certainly, uh, I think I can speak for them, but I I, I hesitate to do that. Okay, this is just you speaking for you. What would you say? What would acceptance for you look like? I realize to be a fair question. Well, to me, the pandemic was a silver lining because it allowed me to finish my book. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, so, so what I I decided when I realized that um, I wasn't going to be working for a while. And uh, I was obviously going to be spending a lot of time on my own. I'm not traveling. I'm just like everybody else. I mean, my world got turned upside down. I thought, well, you know, I don't have any control over it. It is what it is. I'm going to, I am going to take care of myself according to CDC guidelines. I'm going to be a mask wearer. Uh, I'm going to be very, I'm going to do all of the protocols that the CDC recommends. This was the, this was my nurturing activity. This was a way I was taking care of myself. Mm-hmm. Once I got in the rhythm of doing that, then it became a matter of what's the best way I can be creative with the time that I have. Well, I certainly, I can't write on my book eight hours a day. So what am I going to do in addition to that? Well, I happen to be a musician. And um, I'm in a band, which, of course, we haven't been able to practice for over right. a year. And but that didn't stop me from being here in, in, in my in my place to pick up my guitar and play, listen to teach some th- learn some things musically from from YouTube. And it also gave me the opportunity to do a lot of reading in depth novels. Uh, I, I read so much for my work. I needed a break from all of that. So novels. Uh, getting into some interesting films. Uh, so, and of course, as far as exercise is concerned, I love to walk and hike. Well, I can certainly do that during the pandemic. Right. Uh, and, and, and I have been. So for me, it was turning, turning, turning the, the, the pandemic into opportunities to pursue in depth many of the things that I can only do piecemeal when my life is so busy. And right. I have found it incredibly gratifying uh, and, and, and spiritually nourish, nourishing as well. So it really, uh, I, I have not been bothered by this time at all. Not at all. Yeah, uh, it, it's good worked for me. Yeah. So, and, and I think a lot of people that have found, you know, like their kid, well, 
depending on the age of your kids. Sometimes the kids being home is way, way, way more stressful. And for me, I've got high schoolers. I've actually been kind of happy a little bit for me because they're around. So, but like what's, what happens like in, when somebody say is losing a job, like, or the organization is changing so much that they're actually like, people are, it's shifting and people, you know, jobs, positions are being lost. Mm-hmm. What does acceptance look like then? I'm sorry, I'm asking you kind of hard questions, but. <laughs> what, what does acceptance look like? That I can't speak for these individuals. I can only speak to, to, to the people that I come in contact with that want to talk to me about this. Got and, it. and my coaching clients, yes, they come to me and they're distraught initially. But the place that I go to is, what are you grateful for? And they stop and they think about it. Well, I have a roof over my head. Uh, my kids are home. And that's really a good thing. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> I can connect with them. And so where, where they go with that is, all right, you we're not planning on losing your job, but look what this has evolved into for yourself. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, you need to look for another job, and we're going to talk about that. But just take a look at your life in general about the good things that have happened as a result of all of this. Now, they have a difficult time wrapping their head around that initially. But after a while, the more we talk, the more they get it. And then they start saying, okay, I'm going to organize my day just like a work day, except that it's not going to be work. I'm I'm going to help my kids with online school here. I'm going to I'm going to do this or I'm going to take care of myself over here. And here's a segment of time I'm going to spend looking for another job. Yeah. The thing that I tell them is that you can't look for a job eight hours a day. You'll get burned out in a hurry. Yes. So just designate a period of time that you're really going to knuckle down and and look for a job. Now you've got balance because you've got all these other activities going on as well. Does that make sense? And and, you know, what's sort of coming up for me is that with these people, you might say, yeah, look, yes, we're going to look for another job and let, but let's put you in a place where you are not feeling panicked because when you look for a job, when you're, panicked right it's gonna be a lot harder to find a job gosh yes (laughs) then when you're looking for a job recognizing okay this is not what I would have picked but I can trust that I'm gonna find something if I show up as my best I'm gonna find something you know I, I really do believe Kristen in the law of attraction if if I am in a place of frustration about something that's what I am getting more of and 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 I tell this to my 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 clients all the time if you're feeling angry and frustrated when you're working when you're trying to look for a job that's what you're going to get back yeah <laughs> frustration and anger so so you you pointed it out very very nicely that that if you can just be in this place do these self-nurturing activities do do the things that you 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 love to do to help you get in this place of feeling good about yourself. That's when you start looking for a job because right. that's what's going to come back. That's yes, a- and recognize and process the fear too first. Uh, yes, 
Yes. Because until you actually, like, as, as you say in your process, until you're only honest, oh my gosh, I feel so much fear right now. Right. And process it, you're, you're going to, that fear is going to be screaming at you in the background. But wait, this is scary. <laughs> exactly. Exactly right. Yeah. 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 So just really quickly, we're going to have to, to wrap up soon. But so your book is based on an experience you had on the Colorado River. Am I, is that right? Well, the, 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 the impetus for the book has come from over 25 years of, of, of being a change management consultant and so on. But the, the, the trip down the Colorado River really crystallized it for me because here I am bouncing along in a raft and I am very aware that no matter what happens to the river, whether the river bottom changes or the, the banks change, the river is always moving forward. And so that, that raised the question for me, how do we do it? How, how can we be more like a river <laughs> and, and deal with these changes along the way, these obstacles along the way and still keep moving forward? And that's what crystallized the book and uh, the book, each chapter begins with a story from the river that I then tie into talking about the, the, the topic, the C, the H, the A, the N, the G, and the E. Wow, that's great. And it actually, as you say, it reminds me of a time one of my mentors back used to talk about, you know, if you're like water and you come up against an obstacle and you, well, no, I mean, if you come up against an obstacle and you're not like water, you just bump into it and you can't go around it. Yep. But if you flow like water, yeah, you can move around it. Yes. And exactly. get around it. And exactly. it's so for some reason that was really pretty meaningful for me at 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 really like, oh, I want to be like water. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Me too. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And it, oh, it's a oh, it's a process. It it's is so fun. Well, thank you so much. Remind everybody again where they can find you and your book, if you would. Uh, The book is on Amazon and my website is www.thebetterchange.com. And I would welcome people to come visit my website and uh, they can contact me through my website as well. Great. And I will put links to um, the book and to your website and in the show notes. Thank you. Thank you for being here. And listeners, I am so grateful to you for showing up for yourself. If you're interested in learning more about what we do at Superpower Experts, um, go to superpowerexperts.com and check out the three steps that you can follow for unlocking your own superpowers. Um, Thank you for being here. Until next time, go out and remember that you do hold the power to change and transform your world. Are you ready to discover your superpowers? Go now to superpowerexperts.com and take the superpower quiz today.